This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what the heck is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily for your Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I am joined by my gaming dad, the rogue one, but the infallible one. Five in a row, Mr. Gary Witta. Crown him. What up, King? How are you, homie? We made it. Some technical uh, gremlins on the front end there, but we've uh, we've overcome them. Yeah, you know, we say goodbye to Kevin Coelho, who is running the show. Yeah. We said hello to Barrett. It's an ex-cast take- takeover today, so we're feeling good. But Gary, what so, you got to be clear, we, so, we solved the issue by kicking Kevin out and bringing Barrett in. Is that right? A lot of people say that's always That seems that seem to clear everything up. Yeah, okay. Funny resolutions, right. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Gary, you've had a big week, and we got a lot to catch up on. Of course, I want to talk Halo co-op beta with you, see yep. if you've jumped into that fun yet on Halo Infinite. But I also want to turn my attention to a big announcement that you shared last week. And actually, we have a kind of funny best friend that is writing in right now. My dog, Nick96, says, hey, I just wanted to let Gary know I'm mega excited for Gundog. That is all. Have a good day. Gary Witta, I saw the announcement last week on twitch.tv slash Gary Witta. But for all the best friends watching around the globe who don't know what the heck Gundog is, What's up with that, Gary? I'm actually very appreciative that you brought that up. I didn't have to twist your arm or anything. You just did it completely unprompted. You're, you're a good friend, Mike. Let me see. You're always there. You're always there for your buddies. Come on, Gary. You know that big dog. I love and it. It's a dope project that I know everybody should know about. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, just real quick, because I know we want to get on with the gaming news, but I wrote... Mm-hmm. So uh, my good friend Shannon Woodward, who you know from HBO's Westworld and The Last of Us Part Two, she's she performed the whole thing. It's nine hours of original audio. Austin Wintory wrote a full orchestral soundtrack for it, and we're going to be putting it out. I think it starts in a couple of weeks. We're going to be um, broadcasting it live on Twitch every week. We'll do a there's nine episodes, and we'll do a different episode every week at a certain time. There'll be announcements coming on that soon. It'll also it'll be available on YouTube and podcast services, so people can like it, watch it on demand. But the flagship version of it, and I think it's an interesting way to try and use Twitch in a different way. Hopefully, will be to uh, each episode. I'll be here live, much as I am now on camera. I'll introduce it. Thinking about getting myself maybe like a you know a, a big leather back armchair and a smoking jacket, kind of like yes. masterpiece theater style, very PBS. And then we'll play the episode. It'll be like an hour-long um, uh, audio uh, uh, book, drama thing, whatever you want to call it, for like an hour, and everyone can kind of listen along in real time in the chat. And then at the end, I come back and, as the author of the piece, of the piece kind of participate in a, you know, call it what you want, kind of book club, author, Q&A, discussion thing. And so there'll be this kind of live interactive element to this kind of episodic storytelling process that we'll do over the next nine weeks. You can actually go to Apple Podcasts right now, search for Gundog, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, but then again, the flagship version will be on my Twitch uh, channel, twitch.tv slash Gary and also archived on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Gary And if you follow me on Twitter, which amazingly enough is twitter.com slash Gary all the information will be there. And that's going to start, um, I think soon in a couple of weeks. I'm excited about it. It's really fun. 
Yeah, you should be excited. I know I'm excited. I know a lot of people are in the audience are excited. And there's so many things to touch on right there. So I want to touch on a couple things because I know we got to get into it today. But of course, shout out to you, Gary, for always using Twitch in innovative and different ways, right? I think when people think of Twitch, they think of Mike the Jabroni sitting in front of the camera <laughs> and just playing video Losing games. all but of you... his souls in, dar- <laughs> in whatever Souls game uh-huh. he's playing. <laughs> I'm up right now. I'm up right now, people are saying. But... I, you know, Gary, you've done so well of trying out different things on Twitch that not a lot of people do, right? And so I want to commend you for that, for always having fun and being a little innovative on the yeah, Twitch I, side. Yeah, I, I appreciate I'm actually really, really appreciative that you, that, again, that people are, you know, seeing that and appreciating it because it's, I think mm-hmm. that's a big part of what I'm trying to do. Like the book is just the book, whether or not people love it or hate it, that's, you know, neither here nor there. But I'm trying to do something. Um, in a different way, you know, Mike, because you were a big part of it back in 2020 when we did Animal Talking. That was a big hit. Did a live Animal Crossing talk show on Twitch. You were our our hype man, our announcer, a big part of why I think it was successful because you got everyone hyped up, like our warm up guy at the start of the show. Um, and this is, you know, another different way to use Twitch. And Twitch have actually been really supportive of it because Twitch themselves are, I think, at the moment, are really trying to promote Twitch as a, pla- a place where, don't get me wrong, jabronis like you, Mike, are the, are the bread and butter of Twitch, right? People, jabronis playing games getting crowns, raging at, you know, Elden Ring or whatever, that's still kind of the the, the central cornerstone of, uh, of of Twitch. But I think what Twitch are increasingly trying to do are open the platform up to you musicians, comedians, other kinds of performers, people that are using, you know, the platform in different ways and debuting an original kind of narrative work in an audio format with this live aspect is a different way to use Twitch. So they're getting behind it. They're supporting it. It'll be, I have no idea if it's going to work because it's, it's never been done before, but it's going to be fun finding out. Heck yeah, Gary. We'll find out together, all of us out there. And I want to do one final thing is talk about the inspiration behind the idea and the theme of this, right? Gundog, the big mech, right? We talk about the mech in different aspects. I'm going to try to keep it in the the gaming universe here, but what were the inspirations behind the mech in this story that we're going to dive into? It's funny because I've never been like a big fan of any one particular piece of of mech lore, whether it be like, you know, Battletech or Mech Warrior or Gundam or any of these kind of things that are out there. I've never been kind of like deep into those. I've just always liked the idea of like giant fucking, you know, war machine robots. It just always seemed like a cool idea to me. I kind of wanted to do my own version of it. So I guess it kind of takes inspiration from like across the, the mechaverse, if you want to call it that. Um, and it, it's, an, it's an original story based on that idea. I had a really, really um, um, a, a lot of fun designing the mech, you know, looking at things like Titanfall, looking at other things out there, like what are, you know, what are, the, what are the kind of the mech mythologies that are out there right now? And how can I make mine, um, you know, original and fun? And I think we've managed to do that. I hope people that are really into that, if you're into Mech Warrior, if you're into Battletech, if you're into Titanfall, if you're into kind of giant, you know, uh, hardcore war robots, slugging it out i think this will this will scratch that very particular itch for you i like that gary all right well i'll pose a question to everybody out there watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and of course over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe let me know in the comments down below or in the live twitch chat what is your favorite video game that has to do with mechs because gary mine has to be titanfall titanfall one was so much fun that multiplayer was tight the movement was fluid fast and wild, and then of course calling in your robot and just going absolutely ham on just small. Excuse pathetic- me, it's, it's called calling in your titan. Fun. It's called you know what I mean? Calling in your titan, Mike. Your uh, robot. So I gotta say, Gary, I love that. Yeah, robot. I, I have. I, one. I have. I remember having a ton of fun with Titanfall back in the day. I always loved the animation when you did call in the titan. There was the whole animation of kind of like you know pulling down the cockpit, the cockpit mm-hmm. closing around you, and then you suddenly felt like really empowered. 
right? Because now you've got like this massive war machine around you and all this armor and weaponry. And that again, that was that feeling. And 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 you know, that I remember playing Steel Battalion back in the day. And if you go like really back to like hardcore original Xbox Steel Battalion, that was a, a big thing for me as well. Having that ridiculous controller with the joystick and all the switches and toggles and stuff. That feeling of like feeling like you're in you know in a in a big walking tank and you feel empowered almost like kind of the like a mecha version of the hulk or like tony tony starts kind of hulk buster suit just that feeling of power that that it gives you being inside that thing um is something that i tried to capture in in in, in gundog and uh, yeah oh my god titanfall i'm actually kind of bummed that it wasn't a bigger thing right because titanfall 2 came out and it had that terrific campaign and everyone loved it but it wasn't like a smash hit and now it kind of feels like respawn and moved on to other things i don't know if they'll ever mm. if they'll ever revisit titanfall well, but i really EA wish they would force them to kill it you know yeah like they, they, they're like hey put out titanfall 2 in between battlefield and call of duty that'll be a great idea for this ip that struggled with the first one and this one seems really special but you know kill it kill it that's what ea does if you don't if you don't hit those blockbuster numbers they won't need to move on to the next exactly. thing uh, talking about that, Gary, I did want to bring up one final thing before we move on into the show. Of course, Halo Infinite co-op campaign now has its beta and flight out. It was delayed just a little bit later on into the week, but it's now available to play for all the Xbox Insiders and via Steam if you're on the Halo Insider app. Gary, have you jumped into that at all? Because me and the squad jumped in last night, and it it's the right way to play Halo. Gary, let's just be real with each other. It's the fun way. It's the right way. It should have been there at launch. But man, oh man, co-op Halo is a ton of fun, Gary. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I'm excitedly waiting for it. I actually held off on playing the single-player um, uh, Halo Infinite campaign because I knew that I would want to do it in co-op mode. And even now that the beta's out, I'm still waiting. I've mentioned, mentioned this to you before with other games. I'm very much a 1.0 kind of guy. Like I, I remember playing the beta in Fall Guys, and I was playing Power Wash Simulator in Early Access from day one. But for the most part, it, I generally prefer to wait for a game this is why i often don't even like start playing games at launch like i like to wait for a couple of patches because so many games even when they're considered 1.0 and they ship like release day right day one most of them are still let's be honest in beta they're not really there yet they need a few patches um and oftentimes it can take a really long time for a game like i'm still waiting for cyberpunk to get to a point where i can feel really confident jumping in okay. and playing it. i think it might actually be there now but look how long that took generally i'm not a big like try on day one let everyone else be the guinea pigs let everyone else be the beta testers and i'll i'll come in and have a nice clean experience a pure experience a bug-free experience once all the kinks have been worked out but no you're absolutely right i think the campaign um modes like that are most fun when you're playing with with a squad and i'm actually really looking forward to getting into it when it does go final it's a blast gary i'm really excited to play more of it i know there's this weird 50 50 choice right now of like do I just play through all of it right now on this flight, aka the beta, because none of it will transfer over? So do I just get it while it's hot right now? Or do I really pause and wait until the final 1.0 release happens in August or beyond for season three, right? And have all of that stuff carry over from achievements to skulls to all the add-on stuff for your suit. But I don't know. It's so much fun, Gary. And it's really awesome playing with four jabronis and grapple hooking onto the back of each other and flinging through all. Oh my God. Map. I can only imagine it's a blast. So go check that out if you want, but you know what? None of that has to do with today's news because we got some awesome stories, which include Forza Horizon, Hot Wheels, DLC impressions from your boy, Snowbike Mike, Yakuza 8 images and more because 
This is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time, live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Of course, if you are watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you don't have to. You can catch us later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or listen on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Don't forget, we are now Epic Epic Games Partners, which means you can use our Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny, on all Epic Games purchases via the Epic Games Store, or if you're buying V-Bucks or the Season Pass on Fortnite, upgrading your look in Rocket League, please use our Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny, at checkout. No additional costs and a great way to help support the team at Kind of Funny. Of course, you can support the team over at Kind of Funny in a different way as well. To be part of the show, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily po show don't forget right now we have some awesome housekeeping for all of you right now andy andy cortez's first 30 minutes with stray are up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games <clears throat> let me read what andy sent to me andy has uploaded a super high quality so smooth it looks too silky and sexy for anyone to watch oh and the video game looks pretty good too so kick back he says pause for laughter nobody laughed so kick back grab some snacks bundle up with your free line friends and check it out oh and if you're like andy bring a zyrtec and claritin too because he's allergic to cats he's crickets just crickets Got him, got him, y'all. Uh, after this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily, we are kicking off a full playthrough of As Dusk Falls. Come watch us play all of book one today, finish book two tomorrow, and then go straight into a spoiler cast as all of us are a part of a sponsorship with Xbox. You can go catch that VOD on youtube.com slash plays. Of course, we'd like to give a big thank you to our Patreon producers for the month of July, Fargo Brady, Gordon McGuire, and Al Tribesman the predator of course today we are brought to you by me undies athletic greens and express vpn but myself and the team will tell you all about that later let's jump right into the show with what is and forever will be the roper report <laughs> we have five stories today a baker's dozen. Sorry, I didn't Thank register you. that you had said the five stories. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. guys, it's a weird day. Let's just be honest. Look, we brought you into the last minute, Barrett. I was not prepared to run the show today. I had to like fix everything on my end to make sure, you know, I'm scared. I'm scared for Kevin right now. He's on my mind. Send him some love, please. It's a lot going on today, but we're going to have some fun because you know what's a lot going on right now? Forza Horizon 5 has its first big DLC since launch Gary Witta, that's the Hot Wheels DLC. And I yeah. got all the hot impressions for you with my thoughts right here, right now, as the embargo has lifted. And I'm able to talk about it on this show because release is today as well, Gary. And it's time to get back into Forza Horizon 5 because it's so, so good. Let me give you a couple of the key features right now that you need to know about. And then I'll tell you my thoughts. Of course, Forza Horizon 5 is adding a whole new section to the game Horizon Hot Wheels Park, the new Horizon Hot Wheels Park, has some of the fastest, most extreme tracks ever in a Horizon game, including more than 125 miles of twisting, looping, iconic orange track. There's four new biomes that they've added into the game, a Giant's Canyon, the Ice Cauldron, Forest Falls, and finally, the visually stunning Horizon Nexus. 
You can play with friends from the beginning in a first four Forza. Join your friends and play the entire expansion from the very beginning in co-op. Hot Wheels Creation Kit, we've added over 80 new track and stunt pieces as well as new props and 10 new cars. Drive 10 incredible new to Forza cars, including four new Hot Wheels scaled up to life size cars. Gary, I have spent six hours with Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels DLC and I had a blast, Gary. This is awesome. It's epic. It's a ton of fun and it's great to get some fresh life some new air into Forza Horizon 5, a game that we all loved last year. They did a really great job over at Playground Games, and it's received a lot of content updates if you've been playing throughout the seasonal content updates. But for players like me who are looking for the next big bad entry into the franchise, this is it, Gary Witta, because it feels like it. It's a ton of fun. The four new biomes stand out. So the catch is, Gary, instead of putting the orange track all around Mexico and just ruining that beautiful, vibrant world they created. They put the Forza Horizon Hot Wheels Park all the way up in the sky. So it's up in the clouds. And there's these really cool moments of you're kind of in the cloud line or you're above it looking at the four different biomes or all of a sudden you'll hit this sick piece of track like a roller coaster and shoot straight down and you'll see Mexico underneath you, which is really, really cool and breathtaking. Then you'll shoot back up. And it's a ton of fun. It's the fastest you've ever gone in a Forza game. And so when I first started it on, Gary, my average speed was 88 miles an hour. And I said to myself, Mike, that seems kind of slow for a Forza game. You got to get those numbers up. Well, Gary, let me tell you what. After six hours, my average speed is definitely in the triple digits because I was going 300 miles plus Holy throughout shit. the experience. It was a ton of fun. The orange track is super cool. There's big loops. There's cool big spiral spins. They have like the awesome, like, you know, I'll call it a Lego, but like they have the cool uh, Hot Wheels, like dragon at different sections of it all. And I'll, I'll circle back to the biomes because it is really cool. The map is so big, like Mexico, where you can look across and you would see the volcano and you'd race over there, right? On this one, you'll see the different biomes, right? The big forest, or you'll see the desert canyon or the big ice volcano. And you'll be like, man, that's just so far away. But when you're ripping at 300 miles an hour, you get to it so fast, Gary. It's so dope. And they have a lot of great content in there. Of course, they have all the PR stunts you want. They have a bunch of races. So you start from rookie and then you go all the way up to Hot Wheels Legend and they unlock like different faster cars for you on the Hot Wheels side, which is really, really dope. Um, I know a lot of people, are, they're hearing me hype it up. And of course, they want to know the big question. Mike, is it included in Game Pass? Do I need to buy it? Unfortunately, the DLC is not included in Game Pass. We've seen this many of times. It is a $20 price tag, but for me and how much fun I had with it, I absolutely loved it. Uh, ton of ton of fun for Hot Wheels DLC. So Gary, I'll open up to you. What do you think about that? Does this excite you enough to jump in even with the price tag of $20. Yeah, it really does. And I um I think this is a perfect example of how, of how a really good expansion, a really good DLC drop can invigorate um interest in a game. Because this was exactly my experience with Forza Horizon 5. When it first came out, right at launch, I played it, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it as much as some other people did. I had some issues with it, but I did enjoy it. And I was playing it pretty solidly for, I don't know, a good few weeks. And it was like my my main game that I was sitting down and playing whenever I had time to play. And I was enjoying it a lot. I did some multiplayer. I was making my way through the campaign. 
and just having a good time. And then you know how it happens sometimes you just like wake up one day and you're just done. Like you just your interest has kind of fallen off. And you know, I I played a bit a little bit less and then just moved on to the next thing. It didn't get it, you know, for some people, you know, it, it games can like really get their their claws into you like long term. For me, and there are there are games like that for me, but Forza wasn't one of them. I played for a few weeks and then I'm just like, hey, I'm done. Um again, no uh no slight on the game that it's a terrific game. It just wasn't the kind of game that I wanted to play long term. But this and, and any kind of DLC draw, oh, we've added new cars, we've added new courses. I don't think any of those things would have brought me back. But because it's something so different and so wacky, and I know they've done it before, but it's so it's such a different experience from the typical like Forza Horizon. I said the ridiculous kind of, you know, the hot wheels, you know, the, the tracks that we all enjoyed building and playing with. Um, as a kid, you know, like I said, the big, you know, orange plastic pieces doing crazy loop de loops and all kinds of like weird track mania kind of stuff. I love the fact, by the way, they put it up high up in the sky. I think that's how they also did it in GTA Online, right? They put a lot of the crazier stunt courses and race courses in GTA Online way up in the sky. So you'd have to worry about messing with, you know, what's down below the existing um, uh, landscape. But also you do get that kind of high altitude kind of vertigo vibe. Like when you go off an edge, you really go off an edge, right? Because you're thousands of feet up in the sky. I really enjoyed that Hot Wheels game that came out just recently. Again, I just, I love kind of like real kind of like Unleashed. turn and burn arcade. Yeah, it was it really was so fun. Good. Turn and burn arcade races. I really, really like the more arcadey, the better. This feels like it's bringing more of that flavor. So I'm definitely excited to try it out. It seems like the impressions are really good. So the, the only downside is to touch on, to touch on that Game Pass issue because a, a bunch of people have been asking this. I asked you this morning, right? Is it free? on game pass or do we have to pay and when you told me that it was an extra 20 dollars and it's not on game pass i felt a bit dejected i felt a bit cheated i was like oh really and i don't think 20 dollars. i don't think like there's we necessarily have any right for it all the dlc to be on game pass the gate the, the base game being on on game pass is pretty sweet as it is there's no guarantee you're going to get all the premium dlc as well but i still felt a little bit like oh really like i, I again just on a, on, a, on a broader issue i think game pass has created this kind of I want to say entitlement or privilege or whatever. We just we're so used to getting so much great stuff included in that subscription that anytime something falls outside of that ecosystem, especially when it's DLC for a game that is within Game Pass, I feel a little bit oh really I got to pay twenty bucks like why can't I just have it in Game Pass? And I understand the reasons why, but I think Game Pass in general has created this kind of like why can't I just have everything? Why can't I just have everything for free? Kind of sense, and um, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna get it. I'll I'll definitely drop the twenty bucks because I think it will very much reinvigorate my uh, my interest in the game. The weird yeah, thing really, is, oh. really quick, for the this was from the, the showcase, right? At the end here, I do feel like it's weird that they, you know, they include the Game Pass stuff specifically for this advertisement for the DLC as well. I get it of like, oh, well, Forza Horizon 5 is on Game Pass, but still, it, it this makes it seem like it's going to launch on Game Pass, which I, I don't entirely love. Um, I, I'm, I'm less, like, it... If they hadn't advertised it that way, I I wouldn't feel the the same way about like oh I wish it was on Game Pass like they got to make that money in, in certain ways especially with like um uh, like licensing deals and stuff like that like I imagine there might be even something on Hot Wheels end where they're like hey like we want to make like this amount of dollars not from a subscription but from sales and stuff like that so but it's, having the Game Pass on that trailer I think is very weird. That's yeah, a very interesting point that you both bring up. It is something in the past we have seen, right? I think, like you brought up, Gary, a lot of Xbox gamers are so accustomed to having Xbox first-party titles on Game Pass that you don't really think about the DLC. But to my knowledge, there's never been a DLC included on Game Pass that I can think of where it's like, oh, man, this is great. Because I think we had this conversation back with Forza Horizon 4 with the DLC where you have to pay out of pocket for it. And there was a lot of conversation about that. But it is an interesting balance of 
Will there be a tipping point of one day? Maybe Game Pass does include all first-party DLC as well. Does that become a separate tier? When do we start the family pass? Will there be an ultimate ultimate that includes all yeah, the DLC? Yeah, I was going to say you know, super duper ultimate or something where you get the DLC. Um, and look, if, if you take the Game Pass out of it, twenty it seems like $20 for this DLC seems like a pretty good value, right? Like You're, gonna, you're, you're not going to comp be complaining about not getting value for money. $20 for everything they've added. Like It is a whole new you know, Forza experience, very different from what is in the Forza base game. Hot Wheels is just super fun, right? Taps into our childhood. It looks like a ton of fun. Again, it just, it, it, it really does speak to that. It is a sense of entitlement. There is a lot of sense of entitlement that you get when you, because you, because Game Pass is, not to keep beating the drum, such a good value and you get so much for free. Uh, well, not for free, but with included within the price of the subscription that you are, that it is a little bit of a, is a little, you get a little bit of sticker shock every time you find out you've actually got to pay for something separately, right? Yeah, and so to bring it back to Forza Horizon DLC, of course, I actually sat down with Mike Brown, the creative director of Playground Games and Forza Horizon, and got to talk with him all about this DLC. It will be available on our 100th episode of the X-Cast. It was really cool to talk with Mike about creating the Horizon Hot Wheels Park because you would think when you talk about Hot Wheels, you think that you might be restricted only to the orange track, a really cool piece that me and Mike talked about was the opportunity to get off of the track, right? So they built these four biomes and kind of this connected world on its own. And there are opportunities and races to get off of the track itself, to drive underneath and through the biomes in a different kind of sense, which was really cool to be on the track, off the track. And what they did to add on to the track to make it kind of similar to what you experienced down in Mexico is different pieces of the track and different biomes will have different effects on it, right? So in the snowy mountain, you'll have kind of the icy track on there where you might slide and drift a little bit over in the forest. It might be rainy and have like a big water going through it over in the desert. They have kind of these like speed bump pylons to kind of slow you down and make a rumble a little bit more the rumble track. And of course they have the iconic hot wheels, like speed boost where you'll get going super fast. They have wind fans that like reduce the, uh, the uh, drag of your car, and make you go faster. So it was really cool to talk to Mike about like, oh, you can get off the track and explore all these parts as well to make it really feel much bigger going on in there. And I did ask him what the fastest he and the team went. He said before they put some of the restrictions on the car, they got up to about 380, 390 miles an hour, which was really cool. But he said that was too fast and they had to dial it down a little bit. But it's a ton of fun. I really, really like it. I can't wait to jump in with my friends. Another cool part, of course, is the Horizon Event Editor where Community will be able to build their own tracks, their own races within the Forza Horizon Hot Wheels DLC. And he was saying they added a lot in there and can't wait to see the community uh, customization and creation because that's one, Gary, you and I talked about, right? When we look at Halo and it's missing Forge, the big aspect of Forza Horizon was day one, the community was able to get into the event lab and create all these different races or different variations of already created races and have fun with that. So it's really cool that now you can get into the Hot Wheels track and like build your own tracks with the iconic orange rubber tracks and have some fun with that. So it's pretty dope. It's it's really exciting stuff. Yeah, I think that's actually, again, for 20 bucks, it really is amazing they're including like a full course designer as well. And I, I this is, you know, look, look at how much fun people have been having over the last year or two with stuff like, you know, Super Mario Maker. When they did the big Fall Guys announcement recently, Mike, that 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 little drop at the end when they talked about they're bringing in a, a you know, a, a course designer for Fall Guys was actually the thing that got most of it exci is excited because think of the possibilities, right? Once people get their hands on that. 
um, even just in the racing space, like one of the reasons why Trackmania continues to be like one of the low key, you know, most popular racing games out there is people love designing their own their own courses and their own tracks, and they come up with some really you know crazy creations that you see you know going viral um, and getting shared around all the time. So I think the potential is 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 there for. I think this is going to be a big shot in the arm for Forza. So again, for people like me that played it for a while but then just kind of like lost interest. I think you're going to see a lot of people come back because it feel it really does feel like almost an entirely different kind of sub game within a game. Like it, it doesn't feel like just playing regular Forza, right? Once you're doing loop the loops and stuff like that, you're essentially playing a totally different game. So wicked cool, Gary. You're going to have a ton of fun. Everybody's going to have a ton of fun. It is now available today. You can go out there and play. Like I said, you can play a co-op from start one. You can race all your friends. I can't wait to get up there and see all my friends race since I had to race alone the whole time. So really excited for that. But Gary, I know something that you're going to be really excited for, and that's the next installment into the Yakuza franchise. Oh, I'm so cool glad you brought this up. Images, but I got to tell you about that and all of our audience right after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? But thankfully, Me Undies wants to help make this summer the most comfortable one you will never forget because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. And I know that from experience, but you know what? Me Undies has always been there to help me. I'm always wearing my Me Undies shirts, my lounge pants, my lounge shorts, my Undies themselves, the socks. I'm a Me Undies fanboy. Wouldn't have it any other way. I just absolutely love the soft micromodal fabric. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small all the way up to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you out there. For any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off for a limited time. If you sign up for the free to join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 50% off your order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com com slash kinda funny shout out to express vpn for sponsoring this episode when you use the bathroom you always close the door behind you right well you don't want random passerbyers looking in on you so why would you let people look in on you when you go online your internet service provider knows every single website you visit express vpn puts a stop to this it creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone i use express vpn on all my devices whether it's my phone my desktop uh all everything anytime i'm using the internet just because i am trying to stay as safe as possible the best part is using express vpn is as easy as closing the bathroom door you just fire up the app you click one button and you're protected. It is so easy. It's the biggest button in the world. One click, you're done. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. You can use our link, expressvpn.com slash kind of funny, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny shout out to athletic greens for sponsoring this episode i started taking ag1 because i'm not a big pill guy i don't want to spend a lot of time on extra things but i wanted to make sure that i was taking care of my health now i've been using it the last couple months and i love it it doesn't taste like it's super healthy it has a fun tropical taste that i actually look forward to in the morning with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your 
gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focused, and aging. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Welcome back, everybody. Gary, I put you on ice after got you super excited. I can't believe about you did that. Eight. I got you good, but Gary, let's jump in because I'm going to need you for this segment. Of course, I've played Yakuza like a dragon, but you're the big Yakuza guy here at Kind of Funny. So we're going to talk all about it because this story comes from IGN.com by Ryan Dindale or Dinsdale. I think we're missing an S there. Yakuza 8 shows off its first ever images. So the story reads, the first images of Yakuza 8 have appeared online, revealing that various characters will be returning from previous entry Yakuza Like a Dragon. As reported by Famitsu, a behind-the-scenes video from YouTuber and MMA fighter, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, give me a second, Mikura Asukura gave a tour of developer uh, of the developer studios alongside a brief look at Like a Dragon's heroes, Ichiban, uh, Adachi, and who's the final jabroni? Namba. Okay, what a, thank you, Namba. In the, in the new game, uh, Ge- uh, Bear just showed off some of those images. Yakuza 8 will reportedly be set in a new town, and we'll all, we also learned that uh, Ichiban himself will be, oh, no, no, the MMA fighter will be appearing as a character in the game. Um, Ichiban has also had somewhat of a makeover, seemingly now appearing with his hair tied back instead of his iconic wild hair that we all liked. Uh, this is the first proper piece of information we've had about Yakuza 8, as it was only confirmed to be in development uh, in November 2021. Gary Witta, we see some screenshots taken on a computer desktop. Give, give, give me the hype. Give me the excitement on why I should be pumped up about seeing some familiar faces for the next installment. I actually wasn't a big Yakuza guy until like, like a Dragon was actually the first Yakuza game I ever played, but my goodness, it, 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 over the course of the time that I spent with it, it became legitimately one of my all time. It's probably in my all time five favorite games that I've ever played. I loved it so much. I, I played it to death. I went back and got every achievement. I did, I did what's known as the true final millennium tower, which is basically you redo the final dungeon at the end of the game, but it's cranked up to like ultra, ultra hard difficulty. And when I finally beat it and I beat it by like this much on my like 20th attempt or whatever, when I finally defeated it, it was the most euphoric I've ever felt from it. I was like literally kind of dancing around the room. Just, I was so happy. It was one of the best experiences I've ever, ever had in a video game. The story is so good. It's such a fun world. Ichiban Kasuga is absolutely one of the best protagonists, if not the best protagonist ever in a video game. The whole cast of characters is so much fun. It's so wacky. It's so silly. The side quests, the just the humor, it 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 it, it finds a way to kind of like modulate its tone between being very silly and very goofy and very fun and actually telling like a very um kind of poignant emotional crime story by the by the time you're done you just like love Ichiban he's just the best guy like you just want this guy to be your best friend forever and it's a story about friendship and there's just so much like it's just such a wonderful experience I can't recommend it enough it's on game pass if you if you one of my favorite things is when I get tweets from people saying Gary I went and played like a dragon because you recommended it thank you so much it's one of the best games I ever played I love it I love it so much and ever since I finished it 
I've been I've been thinking, please, 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 like don't just do like another um Yakuza. Don't just go back to you know the other stories, like stick with Ichiban, do like a dragon too, essentially. Um, and that seemed and and I believe they already confirmed that that is what they're doing, but now of course we see the first visual confirmation of it. It's kind of a weird way to see screenshots, like literally just someone just like snapping kind of candid you know pictures from like what looks like a workstation on someone's uh on someone's desk at the uh at the development offices so a weird way i mean i imagine that was all legit like he didn't sneak those pictures out and they knew what mm. he was doing a weird way to kind of show the first images from the game but how wonderful to see like, again like again if you'd have had the if you had the experience that i had with like a dragon seeing seeing adachi seeing ichiban and seeing number back on those screens for the first time it's like it's like seeing old friends it really is the same emotion. It's like seeing old friends for the first time in a long time. It's like, oh my God, I can't wait to meet up with these, these old friends of mine and play with them again. It's so much fun. It was such a cool world. I like, I, I've said this a million times, but like for me, the best kind of games are not, it, it, it don't feel like a game that you play. They feel like a place that you go to, like a world that you disappear inside. And the world of Kamurocho and Yokohama and that whole kind of section, that fictionalized section of Japan that where the Yakuza games take place is a world you can absolutely get lost in and feel like you live there. It's like a, it's like a whole other life that you have when you live there. It's such a great game. I was never, be, I never even a big fan of JRPGs like Paper Mario maybe and a couple of others, but it was the first one that I got really, really into like every battle. I was like, mm, I've got to think about how I'm going to use my characters here. It's a bit grindy towards the end. Like a lot of RPGs, you do have to kind of grind the repetitive dungeons to kind of get, you know, maxed out enough to go do the final part of the game. But apart from that, I I, I must have played like a hundred something hours of it. And I loved every single minute of it. It is so, so much fun. One of the best games I've ever played. Cannot wait for this sequel. I'm glad that you're excited, Gary. And I'm sure a lot of Yakuza fans are excited to see some familiar faces coming back. And when I think about Yakuza Like a Dragon, there's a couple things that come up to me, of course when they switched over to the turn-based experience, right? right? When a lot of the Yakuza series before that was kind of that fast action hack and slash beat em up experience. Yeah. They went to the turn-based. Of course, they have said that the next one will be turn-based as well. Are you happy and pleased to hear that, Gary? Yeah, I'm actually really glad. Cause, so I got real, so I got so into Like a Dragon that I wanted to go back and play all the, I was, I got to play all the Yakuza's and I went back and I played the uh, Yakuza zero first. Cause that's what people suggested that I do. And I, yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit of a culture shock. Cause only then did I realize, Oh, the Yakuza games traditionally have not been good. I didn't know a lot about the history of the series. I just came in late with like a dragon. Cause I just something about it. I liked the look of it. And so for me, my first experience with like a dragon was uh, with, with the Yakuza series was as a JRPG, which is, it turns out is very different from, as you said, Mike, the traditional Yakuza, which is more like a beat, a, a beat-em-up, it's more a 360 uh, brawler. And I had some fun with it, and I and I, I got a fair way into Yakuza 0, but eventually I just kind of like burned out, because as much as I was liking the world and the characters, I just, I, I prefer the JRPG-style gameplay, because that's what I fell in love with, like a dragon. So as I, 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 I remember they specifically had pointed this out before in one of their early releases about announcing they were doing a sequel, is that the JRPG format is what they're going to be using going forward, that this new Yakuza game will also be a JRPG. So I was, re I was really glad to see that. Basically, everything I love about the Yakuza games that I've played, or specifically like a dragon, these characters, this setting, these storylines, and this particular style of gameplay, the kind of turn-based combat, those are all the things that I loved, and they're all coming back. So I couldn't, be, I couldn't be happier. Let's talk about the future now, Gary. Of course, when we look at the future, the studio director did say that this will take place a couple of years after like a dragon story, right? We're in a new town. You got your three favorite dudes back. What do you anticipate the story is going to be? What are you? Do you have a dream situation here for these three? 
It's going to be interesting because the the first, not I don't want to get into spoilers for people that haven't played Like a Dragon, but the first game had what felt like a very definitive um, ending, right? By by the by the time the story is done, everything's wrapped up, right? The bad guys have been punished. The good guys are victorious. Um, it's it's a ha- it's a happy ending. It's actually one of my favorite uh, ending. Like the fight, that it's it, it's 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 funny. This is what I love most about Like a Dragon and movies that do this as well. Is even though it's a big story and there's a lot at stake, at the end, it's really a story about friendship with this particular group of friends and the redemption of of Ichiban. And it really just is just about this guy that will do anything for his friends and his friends will do anything for him and the kind of the enduring power of friendship and the final kind of moments of the game really kind of like drive and it's so poignant and so beautiful I actually got quite emotional when the credits rolled at the end of like a dragon um but like i said by the time it was done there wasn't anything kind of left hanging in terms of oh but that bad guy is still out there or anything like that it was very much like no this story is done it's a happy ending but at the same time it was also kind of an origin story for this group of friends like ichiban and adachi and namba and I'm going to blank on the names of some of the other characters that you can pick up along the way. They're, they all kind of meet for the first time. So it's really kind of an origin story of this group of friends who come together. I'm glad, as much as I was glad to see Ichiban, because of course he's the main character who's coming back. I was really glad to see Adachi. It's not, oh, it's not about him and like a whole new group of people. It's this group of friends that were assembled and had their origin story in the first game. And now they'll get to go on and have their next adventure. But in terms of whether or not whether or not the story will be like a continuation of stuff that was set up in the first game or a whole new story with this group of characters, my guess is that it's a whole new story with this group of characters. Okay. Very exciting stuff. As somebody who's played a little bit of Like a Dragon, I am excited to see Ichiban back. That was a really fun and awesome character that definitely connected well with me, with his style and his personality that I really like. So I'm into that, Gary. So we'll keep an eye on that. More updates to come. Of course, this is your first uh, kind of official images you've seen taken on a, a YouTuber MMA fighter, but some cool stuff there that you can go check out right now. Gary, let's keep it going because Mario Strikers finally has a free update out right now, adding a whole lot of new stuff. This week on July 22nd, Mario Strikers Battle League will add some free content to the game for players to enjoy with a new stadium, Desert Ruin, a new gear set themed as a medieval knight armor that will improve player strength and shooting stats, along with two new players added to the roster of 10 with Daisy, who is a technician playstyle, and Shy Guy, who has a balanced playstyle. Players should expect two more of these free content updates throughout the rest of the year, hopefully bringing more players to the roster. Gary Witta, I was very excited about Mario Strikers Battle League. This was one of my most anticipated games of the year, and it was an absolute flop for me and the gang to play due to a lot of the multiplayer situations and really just the lack of content, Gary. I thought the roster of 10, uh, four or five stadiums that were mashed together to split in half just didn't really dig a lot of the choices that were made by this team, but... Overall, the gameplay experience is fun. I really like playing Mario Strikers Battle League. I just didn't like that the content was light and some of the choices that were made with the multiplayer, specifically looking at you not being able to play four-on-four online, Nintendo Online, what's up with that? But Gary, as we start to see the roster grow, are you happy about this? Or is this something where you and I need to talk about why is the roster now only 12 iconic Mario characters? All, all I can do, Mike, is echo literally everything you just said, because you just perfectly summed up my feelings on this game. I was super excited about it. 
I really and I really enjoyed it when it first came out. I played a ton of the single player campaign. I went through you know a bunch of the tournaments and won all the cups and leveled up all my characters and bought the gear. Had a ton of fun in just you know scoring goals and tackling and sliding around and doing crazy shit. Like the base gameplay, the foundational oh. gameplay is super super fun. They have a really solid foundation. Um, there's just not that much. There's no, unlike a lot of these Mario sports, like Mario Golf had this, but there's no like story campaign mode or anything. I don't really care so much about that. You play it once and then you move on. But it's no, it was, it, yeah, you're right. It wasn't terribly robust in terms of the number of stadia, uh, the number of you know characters that you could um, that you could choose from. Somebody pointed out that the the most the the last Mario Strikers game, I think it was Charged, um, had many more characters than this one does. And maybe, and maybe by the time that all this DLC is done, they will have caught up with that. But it does feel a little bit kind of drip, drip, drip. Like, where's the big content drops? To be fair, Nintendo actually have done a fairly good job. Like, so Mario Golf was actually very well supported. They have added a ton of content to that in their DLC drops since Mario Golf first came out. And I hope they do more here. Yes, I would like more characters. Yes, I would like more stadia. Yes, I would like more game modes, uh, more tournaments and things like that but the number one thing mike that they that i really really want them to add and this is the one thing that would get me back in a big way you know we were talking earlier about how like hot wheels kind of changes the game and makes it feel like a different experience so now you go back it feels like a, a, an all new game you touched on it you got to have that four on four eight player mode where everyone gets to yeah. create their the, to, to control their own character one-on-one -on -one is fine i've had fun playing one-on-one -on -one with friends the two-on-two -two mode is is actually weirdly confusing because you you very easily lose track of like who you're controlling. But in four-on-four, -four, it's easy, right? Like you and I are on the same team. You're Mario, I'm Luigi. Like we all know who we, who we're playing, and we're moving the ball around. And I I really really hope because so many people are crying out for it. It, it. I'm scratching my head as to why it wasn't included in the first place. But it's I feel like it's the most requested thing that I've seen people ask for. It's like where's the four-on-four? Right, whether that be online multi or like we can all squad up and play together locally, whatever it might be. Where's the four on four? Or if, like, if we can have eight players in Mario Kart uh, or in Mario Golf or in Mario Party, why can't we have it in Strikers where it arguably makes the most sense? That kind of FIFA uh, pro uh, pro clubs mode where everyone is you know has their own individual player that they're controlling, and maybe even let someone control the goalkeeper because the automatic goalkeeper is way too good and ends up um, uh, getting boring. So I would love to see. And of course, Nintendo is always very opaque about what they're going to do next. You don't know what they're going to do until you've, they've done it. And then even then, when they've done it, you often don't know what they did because it's so fucking weird. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they will add a four-on-four -four mode but, but as one of these um, upcoming content drops because that's the one thing that would get me back to the game. It's a real shame because it's such a fun game. The base gameplay is super, super fun, but they, there's just not enough variety there to keep you playing long-term. Agreed, Gary. I think it's one of those for me as well. When we look at these Nintendo sports titles like uh, Aces and Golf, you look over at Super Smash Bros, you have such an iconic, gigantic roster. And when the game launches with only 10 players and you have the opportunity to select four per match, just the mix and match options just don't seem as robust as when you look at other ones. And I know that Mario Tennis added characters throughout its lifespan right it just right. hurts when you only start with 10 and then we get two and then maybe we'll get two again and you look at the list and it's like man there's really so many awesome characters that you should be adding like day one in my opinion right you think of who we've added the bowser kids all throughout the years with the mario uh mario kart koopa and dry bones chad the piranha plant deserves some love Let's get weird and let's get like yeah, Monty Mall. You've got here and all it, these. It, yeah, it's weird. It's it, it's weirdly going backwards, right? And it's antithetical to the way 
Nintendo usually do. Like typically each new Super Smash Bros. game, for example, has a bigger roster than the last one. So how is this going backwards? How does the new Mario Strikers have a smaller roster than the last one? And again, the only hope right now is that by the time all the DLC is done, it might be as big as the roster of the last game. If anything, we should be expecting more. Like it doesn't seem like like different characters are tremendously difficult to add. Yes, each one's going to have their own stats and their own play style and their own aesthetic or whatever, their own, you know, um, Super Goal, whatever. I can't remember what they call it, Hyper Strike. Um, I feel like that's an easy way to kind of plus up interest in the game. Again, they're like, these, these are, this drop today uh, that they announced, I think it's coming out on Thursday, which, by the way, is my 50th birthday. Thank you very much. Oh, Gary. Man, Gary, you look 35, bro. Are you kidding me, Gary? <laughs> it's, the li- Gary. It's, the li- it's the lighting. Um, that is not enough to get me back to the game. Okay. Like the, the dry, like, like the dry bones desert course. So what? Like when they had a new course to Mario to Mario um, Golf, that's a different experience, right? That's a whole new set of challenges. When they add a different stadium to um, Mario Strikers, that feels more like mostly an aesthetic improvement. The new characters, yes, that's fine, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be a game changer. Again, you want something like the Hot Wheels thing. That's like oh man, now now it's like a whole new you know very additive to the core experience. The number one thing is going to, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but they 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 got to do the eight players. They got it. Then we can all pile in. Like, imagine the fun. Imagine playing that on Twitch with like eight of us all squatted up, or even just four of us playing like another four player squad online. Hilarious. Content is king, Gary Wood. I want to give a couple of quick shout outs to some soccer games that I grew up with and always loved. First off, Mega Man Soccer. Shout mm-hmm. out to you, Mega Man Soccer. That was fun. Then after that, Sega Soccer Slam, Gary Wood was a blast during the FIFA street and the NBA street world. All that time, there was Sega Soccer Slam, and it was a ton of fun. And I want to give a big shout-out to those two games that have always stayed in my heart during those times. It's funny. In the UK, we grew grew up with a totally different diet of these kind of games. When I I was coming up, when I was like late teens, early 20s, just starting in games journalism, the big big games of like kind of the 90s that everyone played were um, a game called Sensible Soccer, which mm-hmm. is still, I believe, out there in, in some shape or form. And another game called Kickoff 2, which were very, very arcade-based, top-down, run-around, super-fast, very, very fast pass-and-move football. And un- unlike games like FIFA, which you know you, you can look at FIFA and it actually feels like you walk past a TV screen these days. and it's like, I, I've literally done this a few times. I'm like, oh, my God, what, ga- what game was that? I don't remember when this team played that team. And I, and I realize I'm actually looking like FIFA 22. I'm like, holy shit, like, these games look so realistic now. And they do a very, very good job of simulating kind of the, the the motion and the speed and the ebb and flow of the real sport. But the soccer games that I miss from back in the day had bore no relation to like they weren't trying to simulate the sport. The only thing, yeah, you've got 10, 10 guys on one side, 10 guys on another kicking a ball around trying to get it into a goal. But like that was basically it. It was very it was fast paced. It was pass and move. It was t- what we call um, in uh, in real football, what we call tiki taka uh, football, where the ball's constantly being pinged around moving. That is so much fun. And I kind of wish we could get back to like a more arcadey style of, um, of football uh, simulation. Okay, well, let's keep it on football, aka soccer for you Americans out there with our next story, because I thought this was really, really dope and something that I really like seeing. EA's FIFA 23 revealed its first ever international female cover athlete. This story is from IGN.com by Ryan Dinsdale. Again, Australian soccer player Sam Kerr will be the first female athlete to great an international FIFA cover at EA or after EA announced that she will be featured on FIFA's 23's Ultimate Edition alongside Mbappe. 
The Chelsea forward will also be the sole star of the game's standard edition in her home country of Australia, as well as New Zealand. Quote, it's an honor and a dream come true to be the cover of to be on the cover of FIFA 23, said Kerr. It's been incredible to work with Killian and the whole EA Sports team, and I can't wait for fans to get their hands on a copy of the game. End quote. Mbappe, who will be featured on the cover for the third year in a row, also paid homage to the historic moment, saying, quote, I'm even more excited to share a cover honoring women's football with a great player like Sam Kerr. The 28-year-old is a captain of the Australian national team and the all-time leading scorer in the United States National Women's Soccer League. Kerr has also won seven golden boots and is the only female player to have claimed the, the award in three different leagues and three different continents. Gary Witta, very, very cool stuff. I really like this, Gary, because I've seen this in the NBA 2K world, right? They started to team up with the WNBA and put some really incredible players over there on the women's side of things on the cover. Now FIFA doing this for the first time on the international stage. Yeah, I'm really glad to see this. And, and generally, I think it's a reflection of the fact that, that the women's game really is fast approaching parity with the men's game. You have the the, the women's Euros is, is happening right now. It's huge tournament at the moment. Mm -hmm. I think um, our great English Lionesses are going to win it. We're doing fantastically well at the moment. We have probably the best women's team in the world. And yeah, it's it's really, really tremendous to see um, FIFA and kind of the kind of the whole media ecosystem kind of getting around this and helping like, you know, tr treat it with the respect that it deserves. By the way, as an aside, Mike, congratulations on the correct pronunciation of Kylian Mbappe. I guarantee you Greg Miller would have fucked that up. God knows, God knows how he would have pronounced it. That's not an, that's not an easy one. He can't um, recognize the goat like I can. I know Mbappe. You know that. <laughs> But no, it's uh, it's 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 really great to see, and um, I'm I'm glad to see just in general the women's game getting the respect it deserves. I'll tell you one interesting thing about the women's game. You know how Americans always complain about in football or or, or soccer as they call it. Oh, there's just a lot of flopping and diving, and they're always rolling around like you know they get a tiny little tap on the ankle and they roll around like their leg just got sawn off, and it's all fake and it's all play acting, flopping around. It's bullshit, and I I agree. That is a blight on the game, and, it's, and it's some nations worse than others. But you always sit at the World Cup. You, they, they go back and the replay. They weren't even touched, but they're rolling around waiting to see if they can get a penalty. It's outrageous. You know where you don't see that in the women's game. They get tackled and they just get on with it. They never roll around. They never flop over. They just get on with playing the game. I don't know why that is, but it's it's it, that particular blight, particularly in international football, where you see all the men, all these big strong men, kind of rolling around like they just had, they just got you know kind of shot in the kneecaps or whatever, and they never. You can clearly see they never got touched. It's really annoying. I think it's actually part of the reason why there hasn't been greater adoption of football here in America because that's what Americans see and that's the 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 cliche the stereotype. Oh, they just fall I over mean, all the time. Watch the I, women's I don't game. Know if they that's don't the do reason, it, Gary. I don't know if that's the reason because watch any basketball game. They do the same shit. Yeah, it's true. But now, football, football has a worse reputation for it for some reason. Yeah. And many kind of funny best friends know that I'm a mega sports fan. I love all the sports games. And I love seeing these cover athletes because it's a great celebration of the year they just had or the legacy that they'll leave, right? And to have the women involved and have that representation means the world to me, especially, Gary, you'll know as a 90s kid, right? The women's USA soccer team was all the rage back in the 90s, right? We're talking about Mia Hamm. Brandy Chastain, right, going oh, on into sure, the yeah. future, moving forward with Abby Wambach, right, leading the charge after that. This was a really special one for me to see that representation and to have that, right? And I hope that FIFA and I'm looking at UEA can continue this trend and continue to do this year after year because I know 
the NBA 2K side has really done that, right? They started it, and now they will continue that. I hope that FIFA can do the same thing right there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we will finish up with one final story for all you No More Heroes fans out there. If you are a fan of No More Heroes and you're looking forward to No More Heroes 3, guess what? It's coming to all platforms in October. Uh, No More Heroes 3 will... uh, No More Heroes 3 which launched last year in August as a Nintendo Switch exclusive, will now come to all platforms in October. Players of the series can now jump into the latest adventure of Travis Touchdown on PC, PlayStation 4 and 5, and Xbox Series consoles and Xbox One consoles on October 11, 2022. The PlayStation and Xbox physical editions of the game come with a bunch of goodies. So if you're excited and interested about that, go check it out because they got a whole lot of stuff there. Gary Witta, I don't know what the heck No More Heroes 3 or No More Heroes is. Do you like Travis Touchdown? No More Heroes is one of those franchises. That it's on that list for me of, of game series that I've never played. I know very little about, but I'm pretty sure I'm missing out on something, right? Because people mm-hmm. that are into these games are real. I bet you Barrett is really into No More Heroes. No, I guarantee it. Snap. No. You, what you really? Lost, you lost that. Oh, bet I would, I would, I would have bet the farm on that. I thought that <laughs> um, would be right up your, right up your alley. I don't, I know, I, I don't know if I'm ever missing much because I feel like I always see No More Heroes fans complain about No More Heroes for whatever reason. But that's just, that's what I see personally. Um, so no, no blessing is the the No More, uh, no More okay. Heroes fan. It kind of funny. Okay, okay, okay. Well, Gary, uh, October is just so far away, and No More Heroes fans will have their opportunity to play it on a variety of different consoles and platforms. But if I wanted to know what is coming to the mom and grop shops today, where would I look, Gary? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Really quick before we get into out today, I want to pee uh, just a quick PSA PlayStation network not looking great today uh, oh wow yeah a lot of people having trouble getting hands on stray yep uh experiencing issues oh. account management gaming and social and playstation store seem to all be down so if you're like me this morning and tried to redeem stray on playstation plus wow. and couldn't uh that would be wise so uh just what a uh, day for that one. to happen with one I of their know. biggest oh. their, one of their biggest releases of the year uh I, I i don't know well that's not like a playstation game but um it's definitely a, a console exclusive at least and yeah it's a big thing especially with their their first big update after playstation plus that is uh that is rough for them um but it's also it's not just that like if you try to redeem games on the playstation store people are having troubles with that and stuff like that so yeah uh, just be on uh, i'm gonna wait for later yep hey well let's jump into it right now of course out today as dusk falls on pc and the xbox series x and s of course if you're looking for a review you want to go check it out a multitude of reviews all across the internet. We will be playing it today on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games right after this show. So if you're watching live, you can sit back, relax, and choose your own adventure with me, Joey, and Greg, because there's a cool Twitch integration with the game. We'll be playing book one today, book two tomorrow to play through the whole experience. Or you can check out our review over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games on the latest games cast, along with the stray review. Then after that, you have Endling Extinction is Forever on PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels DLC is now available on PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S. Remember, it's not included in Game Pass. It's $20. You get a small discount with your Game Pass subscription. I just gave you my impressions. It's red hot. It's fast and furious, and it's super dope. And finally, 
We have Stray coming to PC, PS4, and PS5. So go check that out if you would like, because it let sounds. Me, like let me it's ask you this, fun. Mike. I want to ask you this, and I want to ask Barrett this as well. Yes, we've got we've got PlayStation Plus, the new improved PlayStation Plus with these different tiers. One month, so we've got Game Pass on the other. If we just take like a quick kind of vibe check on what's happening right now this week, you got As Dusk Falls. Is the big place is the big game uh, Xbox? Obviously, they're both, they're both on PC. We got the big game, the big Game Pass Xbox exclusive this week is As Dust Falls. Over on the PlayStation side, they got Stray. Who's got the and they're both exclusive to those platforms? Again, the PC versions notwithstanding. Who's got the bragging rights this week? Would you rather be an Xbox gamer or a PlayStation? Ooh, you're not talking about Forza Horizon DLC too. No, we, we, we talk, we talk, just you know set, I mean? set that to one side. Just between these okay, two okay. games, just these two, just these two. I think if you're a gamer on any platform. You are blessed to have two awesome <laughs> games. That's the politician's answer. I not knew the he was going to get answer. Answer. Like the mayor. politician's like answer. Oh, man. <laughs> Barrett's a man of the people. Barrett will give me a straight answer. Uh, Stray. I, I I think Stray is the going to be the, the hit game of the week for sure. I think um, As Just Falls will probably get more praise from people who actually play it. But everybody's been hyped up for Stray. I, I don't. They're think both I've getting seen great same, reviews. Yeah, and I, but I don't think I've seen like the the same level of conversation around As Dust Falls when it comes to how many people are talking about it as I've seen. Yeah, because it doesn't Stray. have some dumb cat in it. It has, it has what you call a story, an engaging gonna... story, an interesting narrative. Oh God. But it doesn't have some. We dumb get cat. it. We're fucking bought by Big Dog here. <laughs> kind of funny. All right, Greg. We get it. God forbid a cat person reviewed the cat game for kind of funny. Jesus Christ. I was raised with cats, sir. I'll have you know. And, oh, this wait, cat. and that was the last time you had it. That, Greg, it's a it, no. Get out of here. It's not even the cat I had the problem with. Garrett, they do a great job. It's a great cat simulator. Just a boring ass story with a bunch of boring ass robots. Things? You know You're not I mean? even on camera right now, Greg. Ah, whatever. Things. Finish this. Let's do our podcast. Finish our this show. right now. Let's go in. Of course, we have. I already gave you the reader mail. We don't have any of the fun rotating segments. Let's jump in quickly into your wrong. Remember, if you are watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, you can keep us honest. By going over to YouTube or kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to keep us up to date and tell us what we're wrong when we miss it. So let me jump over there right now. Uh, going through it, people have said, hey, Snowbike Mike, don't forget that Hive Busters DLC was included in Game Pass. I consider Hive Busters its own standalone campaign. But you know what? Tomato, tomato, you're right. Game Pass did give you a free DLC. It was called Hive Busters. Go enjoy it. Jabronis. Then after that... Uh, let's see. Nanobiologist says you missed the Atari Lego. Hey, Lego heads out there. New Atari. Console oh yeah. The Atari 2600. Out. That Lego set looks sick. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then that is it that I can see. Uh, and for that, we're good to go. Let's jump in. Tomorrow's hosts are following Wednesday. You'll have blessing and Andy Thursday, Greg and Tim and Friday, Greg and blessing. If you're watching live, on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Don't forget, we are kicking off our full playthrough of As Dusk Falls. Come watch us play book one today and finish book two tomorrow, and then go straight into a spoiler cast, all part of a partnership with Xbox. And guess what? You're going to be involved because we're going to use the Twitch integration. You're going to be able to vote on all of the decisions. You'll have the outcomes and the consequences in your hands, which is a ton of fun. If you don't want to catch that live, you can go on over to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. Well, that will be posted and you can go check it out at your earliest convenience. And with that, Gary Witt, it's been another great day spent with you talking video games, getting to hang Always out with pleasure. my dude, my gaming dad, the infallible one. And of course, Mr. Gundog now, which you can go check That's out right. over on Gary Witt's Twitter, Twitch, 
following. Go check it all out because he's going to have it everywhere. You can go subscribe to an Apple Podcasts right now. Right now, everybody. And with that, this has been another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show exclusive for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon or above. So, you which, can stick around uh, for that. Uh, Otherwise, really quick, which we might not be able to do today because of mm-hmm. uh, you know, Kevin's computer possibly uh, crap in the bed and uh, other people kind of being busy right now. So that may or may not happen. Sounds good. I'll give you an exclusive post show over on Twitch live for free. Check it out. Until then, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Peace.